Hey out there in podcast land, welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook at Caregiving is a Ministry, all one word. Today, our scripture comes from Psalms, the 37th chapter and the 7th verse. The New King James Version reads, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. The New International Version reads this way, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. I chose these two versions solely based on the first two words in each. Starting with the New King James, it states that we are to rest in God. And when I read that, the picture that came to my mind were of sheep, specifically Psalms 30, um, 20, Psalms 23. Three, the 23rd Psalms, having a hard time saying that today, where David says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters or quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. To me, that's what resting looks like. Being in a cool meadow, just resting because you're at peace. How many of you need rest? All of us will probably raise our hands, right? So what do, we, what do we need resting from? And I can hear all of you unanimously saying, life. <laughs> but let's remember, yes, initially, life was meant to be a garden. The Garden of Eden, to be exact. But our father, Adam, messed all of that up. So now we should not expect life to be easy. In fact, Jesus tells us, right, that in this world, in other words, in this life, we will have trials and tribulations. So we're not going to ever be able to rest from life per se. So what else would we need resting from? See, I have a sneaky suspicion that what we really want rest from and what we really need rest from are the anxiety, the worry that comes from living. And I say that based on the next phrase that David says, because he says, wait patiently on God, that we can rest in God because we know that he has heard our prayers and now that it is in his hands. We can wait patiently for him because it's now with God. We've submitted it to him. But that's, that's not what we do as believers, is it? No, what we do is we go in prayer, we talk to God about our issue, then we get up and we take it back, and then we do our own thing, we meddle in it, then we go back to him and we pray again, asking him to help us for the issue that we prayed to him the first time, then we get off, off our knee, up off our knees and we take the issue back and then we mess with it a little bit more, and then we go back to God and we pray to him about the issue. You see how this roller coaster goes? I mean, heck, I was exhausted just saying it. I can't imagine how God feels. Can you? Because all of us do that. Bring him something to work on, but then take it back and work it on our own, then bring to him. My gosh, I'm glad he's God. Otherwise, he'd be exhausted. And this leads me then to the new international version that says to be still. <laughs> just stop. Stop. 
Stop all of that back and forth that we do with God. That we are to pray about a subject, you know, tell God our petitions, give him our petitions, let him know what's going on. And then we let go of it to be still and to know that God is God, that he has it and then submit to his timing and his will and just rest. See, the next part of the version to me validates the reason why we we want rest because of the worry, because we're not still. And it's because we're too busy comparing ourselves to others that we are air quote concerned about other people when what we're really doing is being nosy, right? All of that is exhausting and the devil just loves it. He loves it because we, that's how he gets us off course, clouding our mind with things that are going on in other people's lives that do not concern us or are becoming envious of others. That we are so absorbed in other people's lives or self-absorbed in our own lives that we miss God and the devil is laughing. See, we miss God in that we can't hear God speaking to us because we have allowed the enemy and sometimes the flesh to just cloud our thoughts with other things things that are going on with other people and why did she do that and why did he do this and what about this and why did she get that and why did he get that we can't hear God with all of that and I'll tell you the example or give you two examples of how the Holy Spirit has convicted me of that because I used to do the same thing and how he got me to stay within my lane when I was trying to air quotes assist others This is how he convicts me because I do it. The Holy Spirit will very quickly bring to this scripture to my mind that I and I hear Jesus saying this. It comes from John, the 21st chapter, verses 20 through 22, where he says, Peter turned and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved was following them. We know this to be John, right? This was the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and had said, Lord, who is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he asked, Lord, what about him? Jesus answered, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. And just to be on the safe side, the Holy Spirit gives me another scripture just to ensure that I need to mind my own business. He throws this scripture at me from Matthew 7 verses 3 through 5. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank that's in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye and then you will be then you will see clearly to help remove the speck from your brother's eye. Ouch. Right? <laughs> the first time the Holy Spirit brought those to me, I was like, no, you didn't. But it was so true. It hurt. But I had to hear it. And after hearing it, I apologized. Eventually, I learned my lesson. It took a while. But now when I'm about to go to that aspect of, you know, asking God, how come he hasn't convicted the other people like he convicts me? I immediately go, okay, I need to mind my business. Because I know those scriptures. (laughs) Mind 
my business. Now, let's be clear. I'm not saying that when you see a sister or brother who is in need or who is being led astray, that you are not to help them. No, I'm speaking about you just being a busybody and concerning yourself with what's going on in other people's lives, lives that don't necessarily affect you in the least, or being very envious of other people's blessings. And maybe you haven't been envious of other people, but a lot of people do get envious. You've been praying about something that you've wanted and God hasn't delivered it, but other people are getting what they want. I have a girlfriend. She's, I think she's two years older than me or three years older than me. And both she and I were single, you know, never been married. And she got married two years ago. And I was extremely happy for her. Happy for her because she's my friend and I love her and I want her to be happy. But also happy because I'm like, I know God is no respecter of person. So if he did that for her, then guess what? My blessing is on the way. And when I told her that, she fell out laughing. Now, granted, God still has some rough edges on me that he has to smooth out before he brings me my Boaz. But I take confidence in knowing that it's going to come. And when I see my other friends who are single, when they get married, if they get married before I do, I will rejoice all the more. Did you know that when you celebrate other people's successes that that's a sign of maturity you know celebrate the successes of people um even people that you don't necessarily like to learn to celebrate it with sincerity because God didn't call us to like everyone he called us to love one another and to love your brothers and sisters and our fellow human beings loving someone is to recognize their humanity and to help them you know, when if you're able and possible to do so, to help them when they're struggling, to help them out of their struggle. You know, you don't have to invite them over for coffee or pour, and pour your heart out to them <laughs> and make them your best friend. But you need to help them and to want God's best for them. That's loving others. When we can get to that level of maturity, then, of course, we can patiently wait on God. And we can be still because we know that he is faithful. And we know and we're reminded, right, that he has a great plan for us. Today, I want us to stop worrying about all the junk that you can't do anything about. I want us to learn how to pray, pray on whatever subject it is that we need, whatever issue it is, and then let it go. Allow God the time that he needs to do what he needs to do. Sometimes it's really not that he doesn't want to bless you or answer your particular request. Sometimes it's you're not ready for it. That's a hard pill to swallow. He needs to work some things out in you before he grants that request. Sometimes he needs to work some other things out in other people before he grants your request. But see, we don't know all of that because we don't need to. What we need to know is that we've prayed on it. We know God's heard us. And that we rest in God as we patiently wait for him to answer our prayers. So today, learn how to be still and wait on God. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for being a God who doesn't get <laughs> exhausted 
at the number of times that we come to you and pray to you about an issue and then leave your throne with the worry and the angst that we came to you with. Forgive us for not understanding that we can just really cast our cares on you. Thank you for being a God who loves us in spite of the back and forth that we do with you. And thank you for your word which tells us to just rest in you and to give you the time to do what you need to do in order to make things happen in our lives. To not look at other people's blessings as you loving them more than us, but just you blessing them and and really being sincere and being happy for them. And knowing that in your timing, you have great blessings in store for us. Help us to not concern ourselves with things that we really can't do anything about. But first allow us to pray on it. And if there is anything that you would have us do, that you place it in our hearts and then we do it. For we know that the prayers of the righteous availeth much. So all of the atrocities and the injustices that we may witness, the very first thing that we can do and the most powerful thing that we can do is bring it before you and ask for you to act. And then wait for you to give us an assignment in that process. If you don't give us one, then we just continue to lift up the concern to you every now and then, but not to worry about it. Help us to be a people who are focused on you and help us to learn how to rest in you and wait patiently for you to act. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, my busybody caregivers, (laughs) let's learn how to rest and be still as we minister the act of caregiving. In the name of Jesus. Bye.